me whether or not this page is legit because maybe they want to buy into the NFT. And I just tell people what I've been like hearing from a lot of NFT artists is that the best way to market your work is to be in. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Ask VP. Uh, the Vision Products podcast, where we generally talk about social media marketing stuff because we both came from the same industry and I've been super curious on how it affect it and change it and evolve it. I, I really wanted to have the conversation because I feel like it's relevant, like not just in terms of the artists, like who are creating the digital art, but also the dance world. But anyways, this, I'm going to introduce our guest. Uh, today we have April Joy. Let me go to start with the dance credits first. So competing with Cabo Modern. <laughs> <laughs> danced, <laughs> danced with culture shock trained with super dave and jason and also danced with essence dance company but she she went from that now she's helping dancers mint nfts and uh essentially help them create their art and get paid for it in i guess this the beginning of the web3 world and mm, also you yeah. study uh data science <laughs> so, yes uh, <laughs> the creator of it's groove times yeah i had the pleasure yeah. of connecting with you through Unculture Shock during the alumni performance and then seeing that, like, I talked about it a little bit with other dancers in regards mm -hmm. to, like, NFTs, but mm -hmm. you're the only one that I know of that went help, that went hard in it. Like, mm -hmm. you're, like, mm -hmm. helping others. You created a community out of it. Yeah, the, I guess the main thing that I am curious is, like, what, I guess, sparked yeah, your... Oh, got our it. Yeah, our creator is actually, um, his name is Kwesi and he's amazing. He's been in tech his whole career, but he started dancing in college and like he freestyles, he battles and he really loves dance and loves like dance community. Your interest into it and what was the catalyst to go all in? Yo, so <laughs> first of all, I'm impressed that you have my credits because <laughs> you didn't even ask me for it. <laughs> oh, I did. I, I, I just... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I also want to say that I did not create Groove Time. So when he was studying in college, like he actually wanted to build technology to help dancers like retain dance better. And he wanted to fuse together like tech and dance pretty uh. much. Yeah. So he built this platform and I actually like, hopped on board first to, to Groove Time as it was a learning platform. Like we were an app that teaches people how to dance dance now oh wait is it called just dance or dance now it's like a video uh, game yeah yeah just dance just dance <laughs> yeah and you like you, you yeah. do moves with these things and then yeah it's funny the movement, right <laughs> yeah i got I, I, do you I have actually, that game <laughs> no i actually auditioned for a commercial for it. <laughs> i just to be I, one of the dancers to be one of the dancers in the commercial i just i didn't yeah. get it because scheduling conflicts but yeah. Mm, yeah yeah and so like he our app looked a lot like that. It would give you accuracy scores. So if the move was like this and this, and you were not doing the move that way, then the app will dock you. It'll give you like a percentage. I'm Filipino. So when you sing on Magic Mike, it gives you like a percentage. <laughs> the, the feedback loop. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how our app was. Like it would give you this percentage to, to let you know if you're like 90% accurate or 50% accurate. Mm. So when I came on board, I was hired to pretty much recruit dance instructors and onboard them to our platform as dance instructors. Mm. And then our CEO dropped the bomb that we were going to shift 
to become an NFT marketplace. And when he told me this, I was just like, what is an NFT? I had so many questions and I, I, it was so complex and I would look at him in meetings and I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about, Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my role remained the same. My role is still to recruit people and uh, recruit dancers and build community and onboard dancers to our platform. And so I really had to educate myself about what NFT is and what opportunities it provides for dancers. And what really pulled me in was just this opportunity for dancers to elevate their art, one, and also profit on an entirely new level because I've been a dance teacher for ever since like 2007. And there's a lot of burnout there being a dance teacher, like hustling as a dance teacher. I don't know, like I would look at other dancers and, and luckily other dancers would be able to like book these amazing gigs. But I always had to work like three jobs. I was never just a dance teacher. I was always working like in retail or fast food or you know what I'm saying? Like I had other the dance jobs. Hustle. And I, exactly. And I feel as a result of the pandemic, I lost my studios. Like Kinja's oh, dojo yeah. shut down and mm-hmm. like other studios, you couldn't be there safely to teach anymore. So when the opportunity of NFTs came to mind that, oh, you can actually profit not from these services that you're exchanging, not just because I'm teaching you, not just because I'm performing, because the pandemic has taken all of that away, uh. but that yeah it's happening like now with all these other shows on especially on broadway they're stopping exactly and so dancers are really it's hard dance is hard enough without a pandemic mm-hmm. now put in the pandemic dancers are out of gigs dancers can't be in communities so nfts really offer like an opportunity for dancers to to profit on an entirely new level because you can actually sell your dance videos as a product And this doesn't mean that you need to be with your customer base. Like they don't need to be right in front of you in order to like you, for you to profit because it's not about teaching or the services you provide, but it's more so about the art that you produce and that you have put money already for a videographer for, or put your time because you choreograph. Yeah. So it just helps dancers to profit on an entirely new avenue. Mm-hmm. And being like a starving artist for so long, I think that's just why like I was hell pulled into it because I was like, yo, I see so many talented people who are struggling trying to make money and they're so talented and they work so hard and they produce such awesome material. Like they should be able to sell their work and continue to profit even in the pandemic and in the age of social media where your work can reach someone all the way across the globe. Oh, all yeah. the way across oceans. So why not harness that, harness the internet, the power of the internet, and just profit on an entirely new level by thinking bigger in that way? Yeah. I, yeah. Right now, because I think what I see some people doing is they're just selling it as the art. Oh, here's a clip mm. or here's a video. Do you think it'll eventually be like the same as like how people sell it as courses? You know, or like yeah. you know, the original, like how... And... I don't know. I, I forgot my follow-up question for that. Like, what do you think are the other possibilities that people can do with through NFTs? Because the stuff I'm aware of, like, I know music artists are doing. Like, if you purchase this NFT ticket, you'll mm-hmm. get like future like VIP pass to meetups. Totally. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. I I really think that right now a lot of people think about NFTs and they just think about like 
photos and videos, but that's not all that it can be. It legit is a product and it can be any kind of product. That Your you aunt sending be. you a, a JPEG <laughs> of her food. <laughs> no, it, but it can symbolize anything. I've seen a tweet be an NFT. I've seen documents be an NFT. And like you said, it can represent something like a ticket. So let's say like I was teaching, right? I could essentially sell like an NFT of my logo. I don't have a logo, <laughs> but <laughs> if I were to make one, I could probably just draw one. You see the art that's like out there right now. I could probably just draw one and I could sell that as like a membership to my classes, right? Maybe I price it at a certain certain price, then yeah. let's say if you buy my NFT, you get to come to my classes for free for an entire year, Ooh. which is not, it's not a way that people are thinking right now. Cause all people are thinking about is, oh, it's art, it's a, those profile pictures, or it's just your video, which is oh, fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can sell it that way. Mm -hmm. But let's, if you want to think in terms of how you can mold it into your business strategy and the things that you do, why don't you sell it as a ticket to something? Why don't you sell it as a ticket to an event? And why don't you honor your NFT buyers by if they're your first NFT buyers, maybe they always get discounted tickets to like something that you're producing, or maybe they get like sneak peeks at merchandise that you're producing, or I don't know, or maybe they get like a one-on-one -on -one private class with you that they can like redeem sometime. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of different uses. But people just, people don't know and they haven't explored that yet. Because, yeah, they just see these mm -hmm. like, like crypto punks and all the, the like the, <clears throat> bro, any of these, there's so many different projects, <laughs> but the, the most common thing right now is like the whole profile pick look, which to me, yeah. I'm honestly like over, but I, <laughs> if they have the clout and they, they have the whole like attention and ability to to and sell, more power to them. I but, love those actually. I have really? a few profile picture. Yeah, I have a few yeah. of those profile picture. Um, NFTs. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like them because they usually have like 10,000 or something. And I like finding the ones that resembles me or that just oh, like speaks could... to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. I see so... what you're talking about. Yeah. For, that's similar to how, like when I'm create when I'm playing a video game and I'm creating the character to look like, to look what best represents me. I, okay. I yes. really like, I, I really like that the way you put that. I do because my profile picture is Alpha Girl Club and I love Alpha Girl Club for all of their girls. They're so unique and so different. And I had to find one who has like a septum ring like I do and who's like pink. I love pink. And then she has like reptile skin. And I was like, that's my girl. I'm going to buy her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So since we're, so ta we're talking yeah. about that, like what do you look for when picking like NFT projects, so either per personal or I don't know if you do, fl if mm -hmm. you sell these as well, sell like buy to sell as well. So what do you mm -hmm. look for? Is there a criteria you have? Um, I, one, I, I do judge the art and whether I, I think the art is cute or I, I like the art. And if the art speaks to me, I look into the community. I look into like, who is involved, like who is their founder, who are their designers, who are, mm. who are who's in marketing and um, what are they? I, I look on their Twitter accounts and I'm like, what are they into? I join discords to get a sense of what the community is like, if there's any activity at all, because I feel like discord groups are so lively with nft communities there are some that are really um really foster a sense of community and then some that don't so alpha girl club for example and i'm mentioning them a lot because they're just amazing <laughs> but they, they're they have like twitter spaces where it's like they do me mental health twitter spaces and sound healing and uh, yeah a community where people just meet each other and just talk 
I feel like I look for community for sure. And then there's, yeah, there's a couple NFT projects where I look for the flipping opportunity to see if I have enough money to like (laughs) partake, but I do follow NFT projects for a while to look who's in the space, look who's in the group. I don't just like buy something without knowing like uh, a little bit about the community first. So community is great to me. Who's involved, like who's in the projects. Uh, yeah. And how those leaders interact with their community members with, with, with discord or with Twitter, if they feel like real human beings or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like, <laughs> yeah, like from an, just an outside perspective, it's like, oh, do you just look at the art and you buy what you like, but mm-hmm. really it's like, you got to look more into that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And community is like super important to me because I feel like a lot of these NFT photos, you look at the art and you question whether or not it's really art, right? But people are not buying for the art. They're buying for other things, whether it's Mm. entry into the community Mm. or whether it's a utility. Gary V, for example, like Mm. he has his NFTs and the art is, I think he draws it himself. Like just doodles. Yeah. I'm on his (laughs) discord and and watching V friends as well. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think that when you buy his NFTs, depending on maybe what the NFT is, you get like access to his conference for three years or something like that. Yeah. And then there are other NFT projects where if you buy their NFTs, you get access to their events, you get access tickets pretty much to the things that they're going to be doing in the future. People will buy for like utility pretty much like what can I do with this NFT? What is it granting me? And I don't think that there's a right or wrong way to buy NFTs. If you want to buy an NFT just because you love the art, then go freaking buy it. If you want to buy it because you're trying to get concert tickets, then buy it because you're trying to get concert tickets but every project's going to be different and i don't think that there's a right and wrong way to partake in buying nft so i think everything's going to be a little bit different for me yeah you just reminded me because i i remember seeing i think an ad on instagram about gary mm. v is like ex- one of these exclusive restaurant kind of events like the old like yeah. where it's like uh premium like dinner like exclusively served for a certain amount of people and the only way mm-hmm. to be a part to join that club is be by purchasing the nft true yeah so, true. Like, and so i'm sure i don't know what do you know what the prices are for that did you no, see the price i i saw the ad <laughs> i saved it i'll send it to you once i find it and then what do you call it and then just i went straight back to work i was like oh that's genius okay i gotta, <laughs> I gotta yeah. work it back to work it like, might be freaking expensive, I wonder. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of those like premium, like high-end restaurant places. And they get it and they I think they might be hosting it at different places every month. Mm-hmm. And the only yeah. way to get into the, the club and it's like membership kind of thing mm-hmm. is to have uh, to have a to have an NFT. Yeah, and it's crazy. I get a lot of NFT questions from my friends on like Instagram and they'll text me and be like is this real? Is this project real? And they'll ask me whether or not this page is legit because maybe they want to buy into the NFT. And I just tell people, you've got to do some research. If you want me to check if this is real, what I would do is I would look on all the pages. I would look on Twitter. I, I You have to click. And if there's claiming that they're with a celebrity or something, then you got to find out whether the celebrity has posted any information too. So it really is just like researching. If you're looking to get into NFTs, you're interested in projects, you've got to just do the research and figure out before buying into it because it can be risky. Yeah, it it is. Especially like now anyone can put up a fake Shopify store and scam people. 
Like mm-hmm. I've had uh, I've had a friend who you know just gone a tangent real quick. He bought Sonic the Hedgehog shoes, but they were not what they were presenting. So same thing. Especially it's trickier now with NFT. Everything is digital. You can't exactly like, track it per se or like, but yeah. yeah so it's, uh, crazy for sure. You've got a, there's a lot of risks involved and people have lost money and people have invested in projects that have gotten rugged. Oh, like the projects yeah. just like completely yeah. disappear. So do your research. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah. your time. Yeah. yeah. Just because like, say who wants to start their project, how would you, you help them? in mm-hmm. getting started from like say even minting to promoting and i've, I've been watching yeah. like i lurk on your group <laughs> on your discord and, I, and your instagram so i'm not the most active commenter i just watch <laughs> watch and observe how would you help them from the ground up and like, to promoting like building the audience and to all the way to selling their first nft yeah so are you talking about like just dance specifically dance nfts yeah let's go and let's like how we do it yeah yeah, yeah. so at groove time what we're building on the back end is a mobile app. So it's going to be like an iPhone app that lets you pretty much mint and sell. And hopefully it'll be user-friendly um, <laughs> and, and it'll help dancers pretty much create a profile and sell their work on our app. Since we're building the app, a lot of what we're doing now is very manual. Mm-hmm. So we pretty much are chatting with creators, if creators have a video already, which actually not many creators are actually ready with 100% video, they're usually lacking because with NFTs, you cannot use copyrighted music and you should not use copyrighted music because if you're selling work that uses copyrighted music and you have not gotten the approval to use that, these labels, these artists can pretty much sue you because it's like directly copyright infringement because Mm. you're selling something with their work. Mm. which is different from just like posting on Instagram because you're not really selling anything on Instagram quite, you know, directly. Yeah. You're just showing like class video or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so one thing that dancers usually have a struggle with is music. So we helped to pair and find producers that could work with the artist in which then if profits come in, the art, the dancer, and then the musician would split. Um, mm. the profits. Mm-hmm. So we help form that bridge between dancer and musician. They create a video. Uh, they just send us the file. <laughs> and then we just pretty much help them go uh, talk about their NFT. We do IG live. We're going to start to do Twitter spaces because we find that's where NFT artists are um, doing a lot of the networking, yeah. um, which is very uh, effective versus traditional like Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, we'll probably be doing Twitter spaces, but we pretty much do, we, we hold the dancers and musicians hands as we go from having them meet, create this video, we grab their video, we'll put it up on our platform on the back end. We have like engineers, coders at the ready, and all the creator has to do is market it. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, the, the creators will tell us, we'll give them a little bit of data and what's, what's out there on the NFT space right now, like what we see dancers pricing their NFTs at. And so we give like the creators this data and then the creators can decide for themselves, okay, I want to do this many additions, whether they want to do an addition or not. Yeah. And then this is how I want to price it. This is how many days let's auction it. We just plug that all in. And then the creator pretty much doesn't front any money really other than like 
maybe paying your videographer, but we don't take anything at Groove Time. We just help them pretty much mint their video and get it up for sale and help them market it. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of co-marketing though. Like we, we only have our circle to market to, right? The creators also have to be talking about their work. They have to introduce themselves to other artists so that they can get eyeballs on their work, right? Yeah. So it's definitely um, a collaborative experience. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like how like uh, social media marketing, like because I work, I do, so I run a marketing company. Like it's, mm-hmm. you don't just post it and magic happens. <laughs> it's oh like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. And that's something like I, I got a break with a lot of like clients who've never touched social media. Uh-huh. And same thing with NFT. If it's your, if it's there, it's not like, it's not, it's just because it's on like OpenSea or it's just, it's not, it's not going to magically get attention. Yeah. And this is where, what I've been like hearing from a lot of NFT artists is that the best way to market your work is to be in oh. Twitter spaces talking. Like there's a lot of Twitter spaces right now on NFTs. Yeah. And it really it sucks because it takes up a lot of time, right? To to go into Twitter space to have these conversations. Cause sometimes these Twitter spaces are like three hours long. Mm-hmm. But the traditional way of going on Instagram or TikTok, a lot of NFT artists haven't found it like really effective. Yeah. And, and I, I also feel like when I post on Instagram, like I post about NFTs and it, it's hella quiet. People don't want to like. It's the intent. Whether... Yeah. <laughs> Those people are on Instagram they... to just like to escapism. Yeah. And, but I think Twitter space is so um, effective because people can actually have dialogue. You yeah. can have conversations and people can meet one another versus it being like a one-sided thing. Yeah. Twitter spaces has for sure been really effective to help artists meet each other. And it's very grassroots type marketing kind of brings me back to like days when you have to go to a party and like talk about yourself and your, your work yeah. versus like just showing someone your Instagram page Oh man! or your LinkedIn, you actually have to make these connections. And if you're not, then your project might not do well. <laughs> so yeah, and that's just how it is right now in this like infant stage of, of NFTs, I think. Man, that's that that's crazy. Like I, <clears throat> I love that I haven't used Twitter spaces yet, but I've just been I've just not in terms of like me hosting them, but I hop in there and just listen once in a while. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool that it is through Twitter spaces. Cause it's like, it's not just a post. It's like, you actually mm-hmm. have to connect. You have to actually build relationships, which is essentially, like, you know, going back to the beginning, people invest in these NFT projects because of it might be the art, but it might also just be the person or what they offer, like the value they give to mm-hmm. other artists or the community. Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting to know other people in the space and like hearing people's stories. Um, yeah. It's, interesting to speak like a lot of people are asking on these twitter spaces like do the typical marketing methods work email newsletter facebook ads and all this kind of stuff and a lot of the artists that i'm listening to they're just like not really (laughs) so it's it's quite challenging for people who are not used to talking about their work too like nfts in itself are overwhelming to absorb right but i think the community of NFT artists, they're, they've already pat, gotten past this like uh, hump of like, onboarding themselves yeah. that now they're on the other end of it. And now they can actually have conversations about how they want to 
present their work and how can they effectively like market their work. It's uh, an interesting community <laughs> to just observe and listen in on their convos. That's wild. I would love to hear how they're just marketing themselves like through the, these Twitter spaces because my in my world, it's like Google, Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram mm-hmm, ads, mm-hmm. email marketing is like mm-hmm. just automated. But this yes. is like very hand to hand. And I guess it makes sense too because it's like since it's, I'd say, in, like you said, in its infancy, I don't see all the other platforms of like automation yet. But it also, yeah. but I also think it's just what keeps it, I don't know, almost pure in a sense, because it's not just an ad. It's, it's you know, the conversation. Yeah. And, and it's about having these real human connections sure. as artists too. You're able to tell your stories and hopefully it resonates with someone on the other side. But I think it also can be negative because it, it, people are burnt out. Like I go on these Twitter yeah, spaces and people are like, I'm on, on these Twitter spaces, like 16 hours a day. And I'm on the other side. It's like, oh my God, 16 hours a day. Like, I think automation has helped us like running Facebook ads, like your Facebook algorithm will find the people for you. Yeah. Like people who like the bags. If you like Louis Vuitton, they'll present your work to people who like Louis Vuitton. Yeah. It makes it so easy. But now for these artists who are coming out on the NFT space, you have to actually have these one-on-one conversations with people on Twitter space, which takes up a lot of time. So I think what will help for artists who are coming out in this space is like make friends and support other artists because you will get that support back and be genuine about it. Don't like just be shady and be like, oh, here's my project. And let's keep talking about your project. Like genuinely support other people because if you are going to do this all on your own, you are going to burn out and it's not going to be sustainable. So Oof. you need your support system for sure until maybe automation may happen later in it the future. Becomes, yeah. I, I feel like there's like open What was the other one? Rarify? Is that rareable? There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those like the beginnings of like how, what social, like web tube no social media was like Friendster <laughs> and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. MySpace, like those are the early versions until we have ultimately come to like Facebook or an Amazon where it has oh, the gosh. automation tools. Cause I, yeah, cause I, that's such a long like trajectory too, but who knows, like NFT space is like transforming so quickly and Dude. we have so many more like technology available to us now. So we might get there soon. I mean, yeah, I feel the same with like VR and metaverse. I'm like, mm. they're pushing mm. that. This came a little faster than I thought it would. Mm. And then, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I just did like some, uh, watch some YouTube videos my research quote in air quotes <laughs> but like yeah. some people like doing like in vr chat like people in the vr world like some people have like an nft gallery just showing off all their nft art i'm like this is what yes. it's gonna be this is what yeah. it's gonna be <laughs> it's crazy and like when my boss was talking to me about nfts i was like oh yeah that's gonna happen in the future i didn't know that he w- we were about to drop nfts already so yeah. like it was coming quick. It's not the future. Like, this stuff is happening now. now and yeah. it's so funny because like, I like Black Mirror, right? Black Mirror on Netflix, the TV show. Do you watch that? Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, I want more episodes of Black Mirror. And then my friends are just like, but we're in an episode of Black Mirror right now. This is, there's no episodes because we're in one right now. It's so <laughs> funny. It is happening now. Like all yeah. this like metaverse situation, like you can have a body in the metaverse and you can meet people in the metaverse. It's 
crazy. Yeah, it's funny because like before we started, before we started recording, we talked about we talked about Animal Crossing and how yes. that's how you stay connected <laughs> with people and you visit people's mm-hmm. islands. I was like, that's exactly like the beginnings like of Metaverse or even Farmville. Like back in the yeah. old school, like when Facebook did games, people would sell like certain items just so they can have it. Mm-hmm. Or when I like oh God. 2004 when i was playing video games hardcore like i played a game called diablo 2 my brothers would sell items to other players for hundreds Mm. of bucks yeah real money for an item in a video game so this is like what i'm thinking like metaverse like yeah how like this virtual currency and like people willing to pay for things my son right now i have to have a talk with him to stop buying stuff on minecraft (laughs) oh my god that's just like, that's it's crazy. Like, it's just. I mean, but it's not crazy. This like, is what people have done, and like, we now have like technology to just take it to a new level. And it's just uh, an interesting time to be living in with the availability of technology right now. And yeah, the advances and of technology that that mm-hmm. shows like that there, we like it, as weird and like on on paper it sounds weird. You're putting money for something in the digital world, but it's also yeah. But, but it but like in actual practice or it's like it makes sense like i play video games like this is one video game i play i don't really i've already maxed out my level i only play it so i can get new skins and just just to show off just to flex on the look and it's gonna happen in the metaverse i forgot what was the acquisition from like nike they bought this one company yeah (laughs) it's all like metaverse or like yeah i feel like the world has shifted to being on electronics like phones and we're always on our phones and always on our laptops and so I guess to have a presence in some place like the metaverse and to have like avatar and this profile in like the digital world I feel like it's just emerged because of how connected we are to our electronics do you know what I'm saying especially in the pandemic like we have lost social connections people are just glued to like us right now <laughs> i'm talking to you through at, my computer and yeah halfway and, all, like across the country and just connected yeah yeah and so i feel like it's really interesting that people are buying things for like their metaverse apartments or metaverse pods because we spend a lot of time with our electronics i feel like it just makes sense yeah, it's just a, it's in this next, age that we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the next. It, it only makes sense. Like we went from like text updates to photo updates to video updates. It only makes sense to have v, uh, VR. My my significant other Max, she used to play League of Legends and leveled it up and load at, to and to a point where she sold it to like five hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. So that is it's crazy. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on like the people who meme at like NFTs. Like they think that there's just here's a JPEG of my food. <laughs> here's a JPEG of I don't know your uncle's toenail. Like it's it's worth a thousand dollars now. What are your thoughts on the people? I think it's a good thing, but I think there's also like the very similar to how the the crypto bros in 2015 2016 about bitcoin were they're just mm. talking about it constantly there's so much conversation mainstream talk about it yeah like, i think it's and 
I will like post up memes like that too. I think it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not offended by it, but I, I think that people just don't get it. And maybe they don't know enough about like what it really means. Right. Because I, I think when I first heard about NFTs too, like I was literally questioning like, so you buy a video, but every, you can still see it everywhere on YouTube. Like you can still see it everywhere on Instagram, but you're buying it. Like, I don't get it. But when I started to get this sense that like, no, it's like a specific token and what that token can represent is like an attachment to an organization, an attachment to a creator. It's more than just like what the media is. It's about like, it can be, I guess what you say is utility and the access that it gives you to these organizations because you can track that. So it's not necessarily like the media itself. A lot of the times it could be like, what else is, does it come with? Like what you're being plugged into a community, for example, right? Like when you own like some of these profile picture NFTs, you're given utility to be able to go to Gary V's conference if you own an NFT. Mm-hmm. And so, and then if you're just, you're really buying the art because you appreciate the art, you get to claim ownership over, over the art. Not yeah. to say that you can't like, you're not going to stop it from being distributed on like Instagram or YouTube, but if it's viral, you can claim ownership over that yeah, viral like, video and be like, I, I freaking own that. I got the paperwork, so Yeah, to speak. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so that's, I think it's funny when people meme about NFTs because I'm not offended. Yeah, um, yeah, because I, because it's obviously made people profit. It's obviously like, made people rich. <laughs> and so I'm people, like, dude, I ain't docking it because yeah. it's working for some people. So like, you can hop on or you can't like it's gonna happen regardless yeah so. i think this is gary was gary v's explanation but it was like you can take a picture of the mona lisa but you can't own it you can take a selfie with the mona lisa but you'll never own it you don't have the actual certificate of ownership so yeah. like it's the museums it's uh, but with same thing with nft you can have you can screenshot it but just not yeah. yours. you can yeah you know all this stuff so that's right. essentially like what in terms of the ownership side like it's a, you can like have show proof that this is my art and yeah. this is, I own this. And then, yeah. And I think the one part that really intrigued me well, and was like, was the fact that people get really caught residuals from it when people flip it. Cause I know mm-hmm. people like are in the art collecting and they're just selling that they can forever get residuals for it. They can forever get residuals and the value goes like up or down. You just like stocks do through the years. Yeah. So yeah, it, I mean, you're right that like, you can take a picture of the Mona Lisa, but doesn't mean that you own it. Right. And so I think that when a creator says this NFT is like the NFT of this video, it's like what I'm claiming to be the legit copy of this media. Everything else is bootleg. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everything else like that you see on Instagram or YouTube, like that's like the bootleg and you can maybe watch the bootleg, but you know, you don't own like the actual thing. Yeah. Kind yeah. of brings me to the next question. Cause I, I, I saw this today watching, I think watching Philip DeFranco with, there's a problem with plagiarism in the NFT space where like literally someone took a screenshot of a YouTuber's like main page and said, and minted it. And it all it had was the link and said, it's yours. And people were trying to buy that. And then there's another artist. I forgot, they're just making, they're taking these, say, example, a celebrity and putting it on 
this just this other fake background and then trying to sell it as that. So in my head, what say, for example, they find an Instagram video with say with an original track, like they, what's to stop them from like pulling that video and minting it as their own. I think that's Mm -hmm. one thing. I haven't heard any like ways of how it's being mitigated. I'm pretty sure that there's policies in the the terms of service, but Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I also don't know if there's any like any policies or ways that uh, these things are being mitigated right now. I and, and that's what dancers and artists have to understand is that this stuff does happen um, depending on like fair use laws. And I think it like translates to what can people rightfully sell in like the traditional world, right? Yeah. Like, if you are not the photographer of something, can you legally like print out a photograph that someone else shot? And can you legally sell that? And if you did, can you get sued for it? Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like those laws will transfer over because it just like Mm. concerns people in the photos and also who owns the image. I think that there are going to be a lot of legal battles with like, yeah. And I think those issues are gonna continue to arise, but I can't say that there's any policies being created right now to help that situation. And I do think that there are, current like lawsuits going on concerning that but the thing is it's like if someone takes your work you might be able to sue them but like taking people to court is so expensive so you actually even though you might have the right to sue them you might not want to spend that money to sue them and so that's where like whole like cancel culture things kick in like people outing each other and saying this person did this and you you can do all that in terms of like groove times platform i think what we're what we'd like to do for dance right is that because people are going to be able to mint video mint their own dance videos Mm. because we care about the dance community we want to be able to like flag videos if we sense that there's like some suspicious thing going on so there'll be there's going to be a checks and balance for dancers and i guess for dance videos on our platform anyway being able to verify the creator and that the creator actually created this dance and you know what I'm saying so we're going to figure out in our on our platform how to do that Uh, which is not what I think other platforms are going to do because other platforms may not care about dancers Mm -hmm. so it is something in our in our thoughts to make for our platform and develop for our platform and we'll continue to see how it progresses once we get more creators onboarded, once this becomes like so massive that everyone's going to be able to have access to our platform. Yeah. Uh, we want to plug that in somehow, and we're going to have to see how it pans out. But I don't think that other platforms, because other platforms are not going to be dance centric, yeah. they won't look out for dancers that way. Yeah. Yeah. So at least if someone wants to sell on Groove Time, uh, a dance video there's gonna be ha- there's gonna be like a verification some something to check whether or not this is like legit like your video and your creation yeah mm-hmm. that, that's good to hear because it's like again like if i go open c i feel like i can just grab any jpeg right now and just boom without without fault but then again i haven't tried to i haven't i haven't minted any nfts yet i'm being a uh, what do you call it, picky little prick about it that's why <laughs> yeah <laughs> And that's, we still have to, people still have to try and understand like fair use laws too, between what is 
what can you sell in terms of like be it being your image just because it's on Facebook or Instagram can you necessarily sell that like rightfully legally can someone mm. take you to court you know what I'm saying if you even just print out a copy of it and no one's going to care if you're selling it for five dollars but the issue will be when people sell it for like thousands and millions oh. of dollars or something yeah yeah <clears throat> So uh, one thing I was looking at through your, uh, through GrooveTime, you guys use the Solana blockchain. Blockchain. Yeah. I'm curious as to how come, why Solana? Solana, I think, I know this for sure. It's the gas fees are really low. It's like 0. 0.000 something to transact, which just makes it very easy to access for people who are getting onboarded onto NFTs, for Seems people expensive. who are, yes, like, gas fees can be 200 300 dollars and you pay that just to you know for example ethereum you pay that just to list your nft without even the guarantee that it will sell mm -hmm. and if you believe in the artwork you'll pay that because you're making an investment but i think for a lot of dancers like i personally don't have money to pay like 200 300 dollars just to mint something and maybe a lot of people don't, right? So I think having like very low costs, upfront costs will just allow dancers to partake in this environment. And so all that they have to worry about is like putting their work up there and very low upfront costs. And then, so with the, like the low gas fees, I also think that it's like better for the environment somehow. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think that's, but mainly like that barrier to entry is, we want dancers to be able to mint their own work, but if it's going to cost them like $300 to do, we're not sure if that actually helps dancers. Yeah, That's, that makes sense. Cost is the main thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense because low barrier of entry just makes it easier for, or I'd say user-friendly. Yeah, and like to do any transaction, there's a gas fee. To, to sign, you have to, I think to place a bid, there's a gas fee to off, to accept the bid. There's a gas fee to transfer money. There's a gas fee. There's a gas fee for everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, I ain't got all this money to just be like transacting Yo, $100 every single time. I, th I mean, I think you, cause as we were talking about this, uh, I think we have a mutual friend in Donnie, Donna. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's been interested in, I don't know if she's still how deep she's into nfts but mm. she's been doing a lot of nft artwork and it, i think you two oh, i don't know if you guys have yeah. i don't know if you guys have connected but i think the, yeah. a, a conversation needs to be had between you two because she wants to be like an nft queen oh i i think that she probably is an nft queen if she's been in it for a while already but yeah i'd love to connect with her i haven't seen her since oh my god Oh my god! <laughs> like probably over ten years. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, she yeah. and I are like are in a business mastermind together, so we just like oh, check sick. in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd love to connect with her. Do you know where she's selling her work? No, she she's not. She's a, a oh, well, oh. actually, I can't say speak for her, but I know huh. uh, she wanted to do it. She's been creating artwork, and I think she's been like, I think it needs to be on there. She and that's where oh, she see. wants to be on an NFT queen because the stuff uh, she's producing is fantastic. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to share any information I have about NFTs and people are like, why don't you create your own? And I'm just like, I love hyping up other people. <laughs> like hmm. I will hype up other people before I do my own work. Like I just believe in other people so much. And I have 
our friends on Culture Shock and just there's so many talented people in the dance community and not just dancers like people who are doing film and music and all this kind of stuff and yeah I just I believe that other people can thrive in this environment so it's exciting for me to be able to share what information I have to help other people who are so talented and hardworking like grow hopefully and enter the space and potentially grow yeah yeah like one thing that i'm really curious is to see Mm -hmm. how this just seeing how you use the nft utility for say potential dance class but then metaverse i don't know i like playing with ideas like eventually like taking a metaverse dance class and the only way to get in there (laughs) is you have to have this person's like uh frantics free (laughs) nft yeah and he's like teaching how to do hits in the metaverse there's a lot of talk right about like nfts and and for these avatars to be able to emote and do like dance moves and Yo. so, yeah, and, and so it is in groups, Groove Time's plan somehow in the future to uh, be able to provide that data to uh, metaverse games in which like if you own, for example, Frantic's NFT, then the NFT carrying this movement tracking data could then be transferred to your uh, avatar and your avatar can just oh, get down. Dude! <laughs> That's almost like cheating. Imagine if there's a battle in the metaverse and you just put in your the frantic. <laughs> no, legit, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like those your you moves. Own, like, just... <laughs> if you own hella frantic NFTs, you can just bust out all these like, moves that frantic. Does. Oh God, frantic um, versus frantic NFTs. <laughs> no, that's crazy. And so. Because our app, we were a learning app before. And like I was telling you, our app tracks like the movement, like just dance, right? Yeah, yeah. And so like the data can be carried in the video itself. Like you, we can, it can be read from the video itself because what I think a lot of other companies might be doing is they actually have the dancers in like these, you know, the suits and they put like the nodes on you and then yeah. you, know, you actually have to get in there and move, but I think because of group times motion tracking tech with our video, the way that our app was able to do it before, like the videos can carry that data without the dancer needing to be up in in that tracking suit. suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Just the the, uh, amount of possibilities just is blowing my mind. And I know like with my like I with my dance company, I'd like to go into the NFT space, but it's I for me, it's a huge debate of like what that looks like aside from just a, a dance video. But I think it's probably because I'm just gonna call myself. I think it's just me just being overthinking it, and I just need to just mm. put put one out there. So and, and th- I I there's like different types of people who are into NFTs right now, like people who are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just go and let's just freaking try something. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And then I was talking to my friend Ben last night and then he was like, there's also a group of people who are just like standing at the edge of the pool and they're just looking at each other. Are you going to go? Who's going to go first? Like, who's going to go first? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, and people who are going to jump in and just give it a shot, 
And then there's people who really want to like craft how they want to enter the space. They want to make sure that their community is ready, that they prime their community and they want to put some thought into it. And there's no right or wrong way. Like I do feel that the people who are courageous to try something now, that they're helping the community get some data about, okay, has this, what is effective for this person? Why did this person maybe sell? Why were they able to sell and why not? Um, what could have been done differently? And I feel like the people who are waiting, they're waiting for a little bit more data to come in. Yeah. Like, so, so I was like, what was it? <clears throat> I forgot that, that graph. There's like the early adopters. And mm-hmm. then like after that, there's like this next generation, like, cause the early adopters have already taken all the risk. Yeah. 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 And, but it's exciting to, I think, be an early adopter. I think to be able to learn about NFTs and it's like early formation that keeps you not ahead of the game or maybe ahead of the game, but I feel like the community is just going to grow so fast and information is going to just grow so fast. And if you don't at one point just decide, I'm going to try it, you will already be like far behind. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. like doing an nft is definitely like at least on my top five this year last year i was <sighs> I had no time at all <laughs> and the, the hard thing is like onboarding people because if you think it's so overwhelming because if you think oh i want to do an nft but then you start walking through the motions and you're like okay but then i have to talk about this nft and then like, are people even going to understand what i'm saying yeah so onboarding is super important and that's what we're really passionate about at group time too is like providing education so that we can help dancers get onboarded because it is so <laughs> frustrating yeah it's like cuz listing an nft i think is easy as a boom cuz i've seen there's so many youtube tutorials about it and i and there's a plenty of youtube tutorials it's already talking about what an nft is which is why i asked those basic questions but like mm-hmm. the process of putting it out there it to me that's a part of the responsibility i'm like am i ready for that because it's all for example like building up my youtube channel i was like cool here's an idea put it out there but then i also have to push it out to other other things and promote it mm, so it's the yeah. same there it's like i would almost for me almost say it's similar just on a different uh medium and it's like, mm-hmm. but uh, like different, obviously barrier of entry, but also mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day, it's like marketing a product, putting it yeah. out there. Just it, it's like, that's one part for me personally, that level of like X, the work does mm. intimidate me uh, because it's already like, I got to have like in my head, like I hear, I don't know if you have this <laughs> the self-conversation. Yeah. It was like, you're aware of the responsibility, but you're also, but you want this so you make a decision yeah. here guys but yeah but that's like just to be open and honest like the responsibility of like doing all the other stuff does intimidate me but i know there's a quote i i keep in my head like when i'm having these indecisive moments of like 99 is a bitch 100 is easy because mm-hmm. like once the, there's a decision to commit it it the resistance goes away That's true. And I do feel that oftentimes we get in our heads and and that leaves us with like choice paralysis or just paralysis in general, because we can't make a move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I I do think it's important to maybe take the time, right. To think about maybe some of the goals or why you want to do it. If you do want to do something and release something just for the sake of seeing how it goes that's mm-hmm. okay. You know what I'm saying? If you just want to try, you'll get your learnings and then that will better inform you to try something again. 
yeah. because you've already tried it once, which kind of already will put you ahead of, of the game a little bit because you have gone through the experience. Yeah. And it's good to have a plan and, and you want to make sure that you've got this all set up nicely and stuff. But I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think you can just give something a shot if you're willing to do that. Mm. What you're doing by giving this a shot is, again, you have to just take it as an experiment yeah. and um, take your learnings to better inform how you might want to do it again. Or if you do want to just like time simmer and wait and like, see how things are moving around, that's cool too. But I think as with anything, almost like going into a battle <laughs> or just like sessioning or just, yeah, yeah. you're like, all right, when do I go in? <laughs> when the song yeah. comes on, you know what I'm saying? Got waiting for my song. What if your song never comes and you're never oh, gonna get in there? Yeah. I feel seen. And like my, my 2000, like when my younger dancer feels so seen right now. Like, yeah, yeah. And my problem is I never go. I just freaking wait until like so easy and so like comfortable. But but I think it's okay to take risks right? and it's okay to just have like minimal expectations. Yeah. especially if you are able to get support from other people like at Groove Time we want to support dancers in their first journey into this and so like for people like Frantic and Lorena we super appreciate their courage and just being like yeah let's just see where this freaking goes because now they're better informed as to how they might want to approach their next video oh, and yeah. it didn't even really cost them anything they didn't front any money yeah um, not, not actually yet. I'm I'm sorry I think Lorena did pay her uh, videographer bohemio in mexico so i think she did front him but she got money as well but it's like now they can be better informed for how they want to do their next projects yeah so for for the videos like do they do, do you provide the music first and then they dance and film film to it or do they like provide can, you or hmm. do they provide you a video with music and you guys create a hmm. completely different track matching the bpms so with frantic he actually gave us a video that he recorded four years ago and uh, so it was low cost for him he yeah. literally gave us a video that he shot four years ago and uh, we overlaid his track by finding a producer and the producer is actually uh, the guy who wrote angel of mine by monica like years ago my jam what <laughs> Yeah. So Junior, our, our music, our director of music, he was able to pull from his network, the producer, and uh, the producer created the track over Frantic's video. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like I listened to that song when I was little. <laughs> but uh, so that's what we did with Frantic. And then with Lorena, we paired her with uh, a track that was already produced. And so I think it'll vary per uh, creator and what they want and how much they'd be willing to uh, to split the profits with everyone involved. Yeah, but it can go either way. What we want to do at Group Time is hopefully build a library of music in our app where, okay, here's our library of songs, just like on Spotify. You could scroll through, hopefully, and choose a song that you can rightfully use. And hopefully there, the music producers will uh, write down what kind of percentage split they want, whether they want to get 50%, 25%, 30%. And like a dancer mm. can just choose a song and the dancer can then like create a video to it. And, and pretty much that'll be it, like simple and easy. Yeah. It's going to take some time to get there, but that yeah. is our vision is that you can easily just do this on your phone because we have a network of music producers. Things are already set up. You just pretty much choose what you want. Yo, that's tight.
that's pretty, <laughs> i'm like just excited just the thought of it or like because i'm like uh, have you worked with someone like just that bulk sends you like here's the videos like that i would like to not yet do put night what, what is yeah. that something that you guys would be able to do say they, they do a frantic they they get send, send you like older clips in mm-hmm. bulk mm-hmm. i don't know i don't, yeah. I don't know I don't know if there's like a limit in terms of length. It's just going to take time right now because like I said, we're doing everything manually. We're still building our network of music producers. It's not like we have them available right now. On deck, yeah. And so finding producers to do the job of overlaying the track, that's also work for them. And just as it's hard to get some dancers onboarded to NFTs, that's also a job for music musicians still have to like also wrap their minds around nfts and we also still have to have those conversations with musicians and it's going to grow but what i'm finding is that when people want to do their nfts they actually don't want to put old videos out they want to create something like fresh and new and this is the music has to like inspire the dance Mm. versus here's my video and you don't even know if the producer might do a good job of overlaying so i think the preference is to create like a new video that the dancer can be inspired by the music. You have getting like so many ideas right now. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I'm excited. Dude. Yeah, because yeah, I great. have like my dance company, I've been like, we're going to create an NFT. I don't know when. And then my like co, uh, the, the board of people, and they're like, what's that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And the conversation and what is that oh man. and then they're like that's why we let you do like the business and future like technology stuff i'm like yeah, mm-hmm. i just feel like it gotta have a taste at least and yeah 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 and that it, it'll be less scary if you put out an nft with a group of people like your homies and friends yeah. so that could be a good way to break into it I, because then you're not alone you can I, do it with like a collective here what i'm thinking out loud now in terms of my ideas is mm-hmm. we like really pride ourselves in really taking the time to produce a lot of dance short films so yeah. like there's a new track I, we can storyboard it and film it from scratch because i already i already have the mean we already have the means of production I would just have my crew do it and I would, my company would edit it. And that's, there there we we go. Yeah. I mean, like dancers, we do this, you guys do this all the time, like create videos, right? I think the only barrier is music, finding music that you can use. And then you Mm -hmm. just got to promote yourself a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I like, like, that's why I'm ahead of, I'm the head of it. Because like, since I run a marketing company and I also run the dance company, like my marketing company, we'll just take you on as a client. I'll <laughs> just do everything. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like when you are ready to release, if you're going to release an NFT with your company, at least you will have like your organization to pro- see some comfort with, you know what I'm saying? Because you guys are yeah. doing this together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's exciting, and if you guys do want to mint on group time, let me know. No, I'm gonna. I'm saying this right now, live. Like I'm very yeah. interested. <laughs> like I will talk. I'll like. I'm, like I'm literally looking at the chat. I'm like, I'm gonna because no, because here, here here's the thing with the with both companies. Like it's in the contract that I will supersede all decisions. Like, so you're the one who is making the decision. Yeah, it's all you. Whatever yeah, that, you want to do. Yeah. And this is just something like I just know that if it's. One of those things that everyone understands it, I feel like it's worth exploring. Like mm-hmm. much, I don't know, ETFs and traditional investing, bonds and stocks. Like if people don't, like the layman won't understand, but taking the time to understand it is beneficial. 
Same thing with this. It's future tech. It's also art, selling the art in a very new way. It's a potential. And I just feel like it'll, it'll also yeah. be a unique project that we can put together. Like aside from right. like, because half the projects we've all actually all the projects we've done is just always copyrighted music. We just produce it yeah. because everyone has a use. The, whoever put the treatment and put the boards together, they just have an idea. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I would like this to be like a, a unique story that we tell as well. Yeah, I really don't think that there's anything to lose by by going to a platform like Groove Time anyway or Solana, because there's if you're gonna mint it outside of Groove Time, then you've got to pay like the cost, but ethereum for sure you're gonna have to pay like gas fees to list and there's gonna come a day where everyone's just gonna know how to operate in the nft space but i don't see that happening for a while yeah people will like understand but if it really is like low cost for you and if there's potential for sales somehow you know what i'm saying like why not give it a shot (laughs) i'm like just curious like it would just be like a like good project to involve everyone yeah i'm definitely because what are you gonna do you would probably do a video for instagram anyway yep so why not put it on a platform where you could at least like get some profit hopefully exactly yeah yeah talk of you meet people talk about your work and talk about um your company and someone out there might just be into the production so you just never know if you don't put it out there yeah we have a patreon there as well and honestly all our rehearsal spaces and uh, venues that have been paid thanks to our patrons. So, like, so you guys have like a community already the, that you can actually like, like reach out to and support who will support you. So, yeah, like, it, we're just yeah. we're grateful. Like, not like our dancers never have to pay rehearsal fees or anything. So, yeah, like, it's thanks to the community. Thank you, everyone watching this. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's what it is all about, too, with NFTs. It's all about like community. You have to get plugged into community. So, if you already have a community that's supporting you and that's well connected to you, you're off to a good start. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Came here to talk about it. <laughs> to learn. No, like, now I'm like, God, like all these ideas. I see. You should. You should. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. And you asked why I got into NFTs and, or why NFTs. And this is exactly it that I really genuinely feel that it can provide so much opportunity for dancers. And like for people who work hard, you guys go to rehearsals and you guys will probably shoot videos and again, just post it on your social media. But Mm -hmm. what is that going to get you likes and sure, like attention and you can engage with your community that way. But you also have to know that you can profit if you try to put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, This is why I like NFTs. Yeah, it's I think it's I think that's the one thing that I think. A lot of people on like we talk about that, that people always undervalue is the community oh, like it, you can't sell to oops. no one so mm-hmm. exactly and, and that's like a hard thing right now with i think dance nfts is we're still trying to understand the buyers like who are dance nft buyers and that's still mm. very new so i feel like a lot of people are gonna experiment with like utility and and what that's like the first nft that we sold um, frantic was like if someone pays ten thousand dollars i'll fly and um i'm gonna cook you like a home-cooked meal hey! <laughs> no one paid ten thousand dollars usd and then even lorena she was like she was giving away these like uh, a collection of 10 dvds or not dvds videos of whacking classes 
And you have to pay like, I think close to 300 or 300 to $400 for 10 recorded videos, which if you do the math, that breaks out to like $40 per video. Mm-hmm. And then no one bid that high. And so we're trying to understand like who is out there like buying dance NFTs and that's going to emerge obviously as more dancers come onto the space and as more dance enthusiasts and dance fans come into the space. So I think a lot of people are going to be experimenting with what kind of utility and what's the most effective way to onboard your community into yeah. the NFT space too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that's definitely one thing. I didn't even, I, I didn't think it was the, the demographic or the ideal customer mm. for this. Exactly. Yeah. And that's important to know because when you know who the demographic is, then you know how to effectively sell. Yeah. So we don't know who they are. Right yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, it could be the art collector. So what do art collectors like about, about art that they collect? It's, it's yeah. because they're, maybe they support the artist, right? Maybe because they believe in the artist's mission and maybe it doesn't have to do so much with the visual, but maybe they love the artist and what they're trying to do. It's then it's important for the artist to talk about their story. Yeah. Uh, And then if it is about the visual, right, if the visual of the art like speaks to your identity and like who you are, um, communicating that even more, maybe having a portfolio in which like you show a lot of similar types of work and you talk about what the message is of of the visual, that's going to resonate with someone who really appreciates like the actual art. But if someone loves community, maybe they want to get plugged into like your community, maybe you do And again, I think this is future visions for dance, right? Like maybe if you do like in-person events or maybe if you have like merchandise or whatever, like maybe they'll buy for utility. This is all going to be like emerging things. Again, data that we all need as a community to be able to understand how can we enter this space? How can we maximize on the possibilities here? And how can we learn from the people who are in the space? Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, this is, this is great. Okay, so like, <laughs> an hour 16. I know we said only an hour, but we just kind of went in. Okay, yeah, so I, I got yeah. one random, not random. I got a question from one of my one of my chats. It's, a, it's not, it's a completely off from what we've done, what oh. we're talking about, but it's more like dance related because I know you also did some industry work as well. Yeah. So yeah. advice, your advice for going into the industry, into the dance oh. industry now. So the industry... <laughs> I was in my 20s living in Hollywood trying to do the industry and it's changed a lot since. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So they, they I look I at think your follower I, account now. <laughs> it's changed a lot. And so I guess I just wonder what is it about? What 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 are they asking about? Are they like a community dancer going into the industry or yeah. um are they Yeah, and I do think it's just about you you've got to love you've got to love the experience of like really training in your craft and really working on your craft and putting in the work to develop yourself as an artist and as a performer. If you don't love like those experiences when you're sessioning and just trying to get better and maybe you're in, you're trying to do industry for another or some other type of of gain, then it's going, it's not going to be good because you have to continue to develop yourself and it's not easy because you might get rejected a lot of times before you finally book a gig that you've wanted to do, or maybe book a gig that you don't even want to do. You will go through rejection after rejection audition until like you book just even one thing, one small thing. So you've got to love, 
the hustle a little bit. Yeah. And, and it's not easy because a lot of the rejection and a lot, it can feel like lonely and it can bear down on you. But if you love what you do and you believe in your capacity, like to grow and you gain like that confidence because of all that you put yourself through in terms of growing yourself, I think that will take you really far, like that persistence. And then just getting the right people around you. It's easy to get caught up in the industry and have to be around people that you may not gel with or whatever. But if you have a great support system, like that you call family, that you can like really intimately call your friends, then go to them for support and make sure that like you check in with them while you, while you hustle. So I would just say to, I would just say to stay persistent and learn to love the journey and not so much like always be so destination focused because you will be on the journey so much. So you will spend more time on the journey than you will on getting there. And when, once you get there, once you book something that you like worked really hard for like the reward is just so much more, like it's just so much more meaningful because that you've put in that work. So yeah, I would just say stay persistent and enjoy the journey if you can. (laughs) Hell yeah. 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 It's like, it's very much, yeah, I love that answer because it's very much grounded. It's not a tactic of do this and this. It's you got it. Enjoy the journey because that's, I love what you said. Like you're going to be more in the journey than the destination. You will be. And it's like that, unless you are one of those lucky people who who are in the right network. Because a lot of times people will get booked because a certain person, a friend of a friend or the choreographer knows you, or maybe y'all have crossed paths and some casting agent or whatever. And so a lot of times, like it's unfair. You look around at people who are like booking things and you are putting that work on your journey. And a lot of people will book things over you. And you might a lot of times just be like, why aren't you, you can get very down. It's important to, that's why, again, ground yourself back to the journey and like work on yourself because you know that when you're developing yourself, you're only elevating your own skills and your own gifts. And Mm. that should be where your heart is because a lot of times things may not turn out the way that you want, but if you know that you're working hard, you've got to hold on to that and let that continue to fuel you. Mm. And again, reach out to your support group. and your family yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you can definitely be a lonely journey is because it's like you're especially constantly auditioning for roles or for stuff it's not like having colleagues now that like you're constantly interviewing for this spot and it can you be, are yeah yeah you totally are and it, it can be intimidating but if you know that you work hard you go to classes you train you um, do what you need to do to better yourself. That's the best way for you to arm yourself when there are a lot of things around you that you can't control. You can't control who books what. You can't control who's looking at what. You can control what you do. And yeah. if you're proud of what you do, then you, you'll be able to hold your head high. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess I'd like to ask you one more question. Do you have any like crazy, wild predictions? Anything is possible <laughs> for dance? Or like dance NFTs, Web 3.0, Metaverse, whatever it is. I feel like everybody's going to get in NFTs. I feel like there's going to be very, I don't know like how far into the future, but I want to see animation series of NFTs with like dance characters. And you know what I'm saying? And so what's happening in NFTs is there's animations 
that come out like a comic book. I love comic books. I collect comics. And so I know back in the day, you had to wait the next week for another, like the next whatever chapter mm-hmm. or the next uh, episode mm-hmm. or whatever. Right? Yeah. And so what's happening in the NFT space is there's also these animation projects in which like, if you hold, if you buy a chapter, you get to partake in the formation of the new chapter. <gasps> That's <laughs> so like cool. It's so cool. It's like, like, yeah. And these dope artists are coming out, like creating these characters. And I'm like, I want to see like a dance animation series. I want to see like dance, like characters and whether they are real people or, you know what I'm saying? Like, or other types of characters, alien looking, I don't know, who cares? (laughs) Um, But I just see that. And I see, I see like dancers immortalizing themselves because our bodies, we get old. But what if I could be an animation? What if there could be like an April animation? And yeah <laughs> like you just like you become like these the in fortnite like you you can pick all these dances forever you can just download this set of choreography or movements yeah. that are that's from your library and then people have to purchase that yeah There's, the possibilities are endless and i hope that happens for dance that we get to have these like animation types of series in the digital world and and then I love Animal Crossing. So I don't, I haven't gone into the metaverse and wandered around myself, but I need to get up on there and like check out what the metaverse is all about myself. But I see some crazy things happening there where people are really going to be hanging out in the metaverse, like just chilling there, talking to each other. I really don't think that anything is ever going to replace real life interaction. Like I need like real life interaction. And I feel like if we didn't need real life interactions, like people would be okay staying at home, but people are out, even though there's a pandemic, there's a virus, like people are out. So I don't think that this will ever take away from the real life experiences that we have. But yeah, I think there'll come a point where people are just going to be chilling in the metaverse and be like, Hey, you want to go to the bar? Click on this link and you go to the bar with your friends in the metaverse. <laughs> oh, God. Like, yeah. You'll like be clothed and what you're what nfts your if you got the adidas nft you'll get your adidas like clothing change your clothes get oh, some God. louis vuitton pants yeah. i don't know what I, and <laughs> like, then that that's still gonna set, cost like thousands of bucks online in the metaverse is. yeah Shit. and then your avatars are gonna go to the club and then start breaking it down <laughs> like frantic <Yeah>. style he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna take use all the moves from his freaking nft oh my god mm-hmm. just the possibility yeah. it's like it's really the I, and I think all that stuff is not too far into the future either. So I, I, it's already happening. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's a, it's a shit. It's only, I think it's only a matter of time until it's like mass adoption. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. I love right. it. So, uh, that's <laughs> Wait, it. I want to ask you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you have any NFTs? Are you holding any NFTs? No, I have not. I have not. I'm not. What do you call it? No, I don't currently have any NFTs. I've just been mm. looking and it's, I'm all, I am a very like picky buyer in terms of mm. in many things that I like. Like for me, it took like the, my main camera that I have took me about three years to finally settle on a camera that I like. Mm, so it's nice. like, so it's like, you, I do, you, I'm a research, like yeah. pros and cons kind of buyer. Yeah. So but, when I'm looking at art or like the community, I'm just like, like, I pro- for me, uh, the five, five, 
purchase it, I feel like it would have to be the qual. My what's coming up for me is I would purchase it for the quality of the art that I like, and just because I'm a little hipster, like it has to be, mm. it has to be somehow different. <laughs> no, for sure, it's good. It's good that you wait. You don't want to spend like frivolously. <laughs> Because oh, that, yeah. that happens, like you, you can make very risky decisions if you're not like 100% like sure that you want to do it. And so yeah. just yeah. be careful. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I would just rather not experience like buyer's remorse. It's like, is this good? If I get it, I'm like, I feel like it's worth putting up. I would actually love to put this up on my wall. I would like mm-hmm. to have that kind of pride with it. Smart. Very good. Yeah. Emroy, you hit me up when you're ready to make your NFT because I will. <laughs> Yo. I'm, I will support you all the way through from start like, to finish. The the setup, like me, like the conversation is probably going to happen quick. Production, like in terms of making it may take a while because we were like, there's a lot of stuff we already have on the books. But yeah, if as long yeah. as that's okay to like that, we can get an initial starting going because there's actually, man, that'd be so cool. Okay. Here's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay, so like, because yeah. and actually like a Halloween type of video that I want us to do, but there's there's there hasn't been a perfect track that I want yet. But I know, that's that uh, would be the fact that like you're producing this piece of art that's going to be very like visually enticing. You've got to turn something like that into something that you can profit like from. So if and again, music is going to be a huge barrier for a lot of people because oh, yeah. you, and I keep saying this, it's like. The music has to choose me, and <laughs> like I don't choose the music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I fear you. Like, there. <laughs> I will be on Spotify like for freaking hours, just looking for a song for my beginners class, just for a beginners mm. class. Like, yeah, I will be scrolling. Nope, not feeling it. Not feeling it. So yeah, it's gonna be a tricky thing. When you're ready, you let me know. I will be glad to help you. In Hell any yeah, way that I can. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm down, yeah. super down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where can people find you to connect with you? Yeah, Instagram, everything. Instagram, Twitter, my handle is Apriljoy underscore. And then my email is april at groovetime.com. So yeah. I'm always on Instagram though. So people, if, people can just follow me on Instagram and I'll totally respond back there. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I that, use that... Instagram more than like my text message. So <laughs> yeah, that's it's crazy how it's involved in that. Okay, yeah. so. That's it. April, I appreciate you hopping on. Everyone, give them a follow. If you like this, like, subscribe, do all the things. And we will see you guys next time. And make sure you give a follow and support.